0: So basically we believe if you believe in Jesus, Jesus has redeemed us from our sin and other things. So basically what we're saying is so let all the redeem is basically saying let all of one youth sing, right? That's to break that down. Prophesy and sing, we can hear the wind blowing, blowing. Okay, I can hear the wind blowing it's a windy day. What the wind is is representing is when the Holy Spirit came. So it's saying, let us at One Youth prophesy and sing that we can hear God coming, that we can hear Jesus coming. We can hear the Holy Spirit coming in this place and moving in our lives. So as I preach today, I want you to tell the person beside you, the Holy Spirit is here. Holy Spirit is here and he wants to speak to you. Poke him COVID safe and say, Holy Spirit wants to speak to you. Poke him, poke him, poke him. I don't see any poking. There you go. So the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you. So we were singing that. Let all the redeemed prophesy and sing. We can hear the wind blowing, 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 blowing. It's saying, Holy Spirit, we believe that you are coming to speak to us, moving our lives. And that's what we believe is going to happen tonight. Holy Spirit's going to come and speak to you. Can everybody say John? John. John we're going to go to the book of John, chapter 21. The book of John, chapter 21. So it's at the very end of John, right before Acts, right? That's where we find this John chapter 21, verses 19 to 22. So there's a dude, there's three characters here, I believe J- Peter, Jesus, and John. And rather, John's writing this, and so rather than calling himself John or saying I, he says that he calls himself the disciple that Jesus loves. Pretty weird stuff, but that's just how he calls himself. He understood, John understood that Jesus loved him. All right, so then Jesus told him, talking to Peter, So, Jesus said to Peter, Follow me. Tell the person beside you, Follow me. Follow Follow me. So, Jesus says to Peter, Follow me. Peter turned around and saw behind him the disciple Jesus loved. Can everybody say, John? John. John. So, uh, who had leaned over to Jesus during supper and asked, Lord, who will betray you? Peter asked Jesus, What about him, Lord? And Jesus replied, If I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? As for you, follow me. Hmm, interesting bit of a scripture there. What is that to you? I already told you what to do. Joel, follow me. Darcy, I told you what to do. Follow me. Seth, and you poke the person beside you, say their name. Follow me. Maddie, follow me. Follow me. So, what, we, what we've just read is, is Jesus says to Peter, "Follow me," but then Peter goes, "Well, what about John?" What are... and Jesus is like, "What about John?" I told you to follow me. John's got his own life. You follow me. So Taco Bell. Jesus says to you, "Follow me." It's not her. It's not Bella's job to worry about what God's told Shell. It's her job to worry about what God told her to do. Yeah. For Josh. My job isn't to go, what's God telling, um, tell him to do, or call them as some people like to say. My job is to go, God, what do you say to me? And I'll follow that. Yeah. Same with Amy. All of you, our job isn't to worry about what God's saying to everybody else. Our job is to go. God, what are you saying to me? And I'm going to follow you in that. That's what we've got to understand. And so Jesus calls us all personally. You've got to understand there's a personal call for your life. Um... My <laughs> like, Flynn, Flynn, Flynn. Flynn sent me this awesome message last week saying he read his Bible last week and God spoke to him. Why? Because God makes it personal to us. Do you yeah. believe that, Flynn? And he, and I believe when you read the Bible, just like Flynn did, God can give you something personal just for you. And so don't worry about the other person's lane, what race they're running for Jesus. Don't worry about the grass there. Worry about your grass and your call and follow Jesus. Jesus, all right? That's going to make sense. Can we pray right now? Close your eyes in this place. If you're happy, raise your hands or something. Holy Spirit, we believe that, just like we sang, that the wind blowing, 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 God, you're blowing right now in this place, that you're going to speak to us where we need to be heard, where we need to hear, that we can leave this place hearing from you, knowing the truth of the gospel, and ultimately leaving this place better. And we all said, amen, amen. Okay, I've got a really cool book with me here. Um, does anyone know, oh, hit this device here. I'm going to play a sound and I'm going to need you to tell me if you know what this sound is from. Are we all ready for this? Does anyone know, confidently know what that sound is? Flynn? Yes. 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 Anyone know what that guitar's from? Liana? Leanna's got it right, Hamish and Andy's Power moves. So that, that's a sound effect for Hamish and Andy's Power moves. YouTube it later, it's pretty funny. But they made a book about it. Wow. And so Hamish and Andy's Power, is there a spare chair anywhere? No, nah, okay, I'll, I'll do this, I'll do this. Story time, welcome back to reception everybody. Yay. So we're going to go to the book, we're going to go to, for all of those with their Power moves. books, we're going to go to page 20, 20. And we're going to look at power move number 10, Queen shark, all right? Who, who wants to re- hold the book for me like a good... Um, yeah, thank you, Josh. Hold the book for me. Like a good... Do it like a good reception teacher. All right, class. So this is what... Can everyone see? Just maybe come on the stage for us so everyone can kind of see the picture. So we see, we see a cool, like, ride, a parent cool ride, and the, there's a dude putting a coin in it. All right. It says this. When at a shopping centre... So, a power move basically is when you do something to level yourself up in life. That's what a power move is. So, how do you level yourself up? This is a way to power move, level yourself up in life. When at a shopping centre, it's common to see little kids that uh, see little rides that kids can jump on for one or two dollars. Who's seen that when you go to Adelaide? You see like those, yep. And it says here often kids will just sit in them, even if they are not on, right? Half experience, limited experience. Uh, uh, and they, they don't care. They're just killing time as a parent watches on. If you see this, dry it up and put money in it. Turn it on and give the kid a ride. The parents don't know what to do because suddenly it makes them look like they're really tight parents. So there you go. There's a power move. To make yourself look generous and make the parent look like they're stingy, give their kid a ride, right? Does that make sense? No? There's a power move to make yourself look like better than the parent. No, no one gets it. So... So that's a power move there. But it's interesting. So that's a power move saying, first of all, as a kid, this is a really powerful truth, as a kid, why have the non-paid-for experience when you can have the real deal, you know? And I believe that you can experience the real deal in God. Don't just get some, oh, yeah, I just sat sat on it dead. No, put some money in that thing, get it cranking, and experience the full joy of what you can have. But the thing is, so it says there, a parent is just letting their kid have a half experience a parent is letting the kid have a a it looked the same but it's not the real deal right and so in a in a similar way uh the bible has a lot to say about parents and children right so we're going to look at i'm going to debunk a big lie in church but we're going to look at two things i've never actually ever preached about these two things before but the more you read the bible the more you'll see these things the first one is can everyone say number 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 one number one god the father God the Father. God is a father. So that's one thing we're going to look at to do. And then the second thing is children of God. Children of God. So I've never really preached about these two things, but the more you read Scripture, the more you open up this book, you'll see these terminologies of being children of God and God being a father. And so we're going to, by the end of this five minutes or whatever it's going to be, we're going to understand what it is to be a child of God and what God the Father is. Cool? Cool, Cool, great. So if you're taking notes, the title is God is not my granddad. Can you tell that person beside you? God is not my granddad. God is not my granddad or grandfather. Talking about granddads and grandfathers. So in my family, on my dad's side, I had a nunno before he passed away. Has anyone here got a nunno here? And then on my mum's side, I got a popper. Any poppers? Yeah, Yeah, poppers. Is there any other names that that I didn't mention? What's your grandfather? Poppy. Yep. Do we have anything else? Pop. Okay. Does anyone call it grandfather? Oh, grandfather. No? Okay. So God is not your granddad. That's what we're looking at today. God is not your granddad. So in the book of Luke, I think um, Chloe might have this coming up for us. In the book of Luke, there's this this thing called the Lord's Prayer. So Jesus teaches people how to pray. Who knows how that starts? Our Father in heaven. And then it continues on, pray like this. There's a good pattern to pray. So it's interesting. So Jesus is saying, we've got to pray to our Father in heaven, right? Then we continue on, and it says, uh, Jesus is saying, our Father in heaven wants to give you a good gift. And who knows what the good gift is? The Holy Spirit. And he says, if parents on earth, if your father on earth wants to give you a good gift, if you say, I want a cake, but this is me making it up myself, it says, God's not going to give you a snake. No, sorry, sorry. Your parent on earth is not going to give you a snake. He's going to give you the cake, right? And in the same way, God's not going to give you something dodgy as your heavenly father. He wants to give you the Holy Spirit that can help you live the best life possible. Yeah. So, so we we see these. Luke chapter eleven is a great thing where it talks about this thing of God being a father, which is which is like hmm, okay. So God's a father. So then it applies a question then. So if God's a fa- you can only be a father if you have children, right? If you if you, you can't be a father unless you're a priest in the Catholic Church. You can't be a father unless you have kids. So, so if God's a father, who are God's children, right? So now we're going to look at that. So in John chapter 1, so we started looking at the very last chapter in John chapter 21, I think it was. But now we're going to go all the way back to the start of John chapter 1. And so uh, basically we are meant to be God's children. And so this is what it says, John chapter 1, 10 to 13. He came... Jesus, he came into the world he created. John T preached about this end of term one. God the creator. Jesus created the world and then he came into the world he created. But the world didn't recognize him. Hmm. He came to his own people and even they rejected him. But all who believe him and accept him, he gave them the right to become children of. God. They are reborn not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So basically, I want to, from reading that, I want to crush a lie I hear a lot in church circles, right? So an example could be I could ask you, well, when did you get saved? When did you get redeemed? When did you, Seth, make a decision for Jesus? When did you, Shell, decide, you know what, I'm going to respond to Jesus? Um, when was it? When was when did when was the day? When was the moment where you said, "You know what? My life's not my own. I choose to follow Jesus." When was that moment in your life? And then, the, uh, and then, or, or how long have you been a Christian? Is another way you can say, "How long have you been a Christian?" Some people say like ten years, twenty years, but then it's sadly, a lot of people. And it, so, if you don't go to church here normally, say "phew," yeah. "phew." Okay. <laughs> For the rest of us that have been in church, this event is a challenge for us to get this language out of our life, alright? So I'm helping, I want to help us, because I hear these, these statements a lot and it's like, yikes, not good. So if, so yeah, so we, we can have these comments like, you might get asked questions, when, when did this happen? And a lot of people will respond with going, oh well my parents have always come to church. Oh I just grew up, I, just, I grew up coming to church. I, grew, oh, I might as well have been born in the church, but that's the wrong answer. Just because you've been coming to church, just because you you you're basically born here, does not mean you're a child of God. Hmm. Yikes. Um. Hmm. So, in the, um, have you got that? Have you got that? Google there for me, Chloe, of the generation to generation. If you read the Old Testament, like Exodus, all this other stuff, when it comes up, we're going to see all these scriptures there, and it says, "Do this from generation to generation." Oh, we nearly had. Oh, it's stuffing up, Claire, it's, Chloe. It's going on the back screen. Never mind. If you go Google this in your own time, um, it, in Genesis, like from Genesis to like all the way through to the Old Testament, there's all these laws that God says. He says, observe this from generation to generation. So like, do this law from generation to generation. Do this festival from generation to generation. It keeps repeating it. Tonight, go and Google, search the Bible, generation to generation, and it's so many times that God's saying. The way of faith, living a life following God, there's things that we do and we want to hand it down from generation to generation. Here we go. Thank you. Uh, Can everyone give Chloe a big clap? So, see, so look, look, look. So we see. I will confirm my covenant with you um, and your descendants after you from generation to generation. We got, um, and to this day, remember, each year from generation to generation. And so you keep going like, uh, law from generation to generation. Generation, generation, Can see how many there is? <laughs> generation, 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 So God is clearly saying the life of faith should be passed down from your parents to your kids to your grandkids, right? Another Bible verse now in the New Testament, 2 Timothy 1.5 says, so there's a dude called Paul talking to uh, a dude called Timothy, right? And so what did we start with? As for you, follow me, Right? So Jesus says to Peter, as for you, follow me. Paul says to Timothy, and we'd look up, well, it's a personal thing. It's an individual thing that we have. I remember your genuine faith. So Paul says to Timothy, I remember your genuine faith. I remember your personal faith. I remember the thing that God did in you on an individual level, right? And it says, for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I know the same faith continues strong in you. So what what... Paul is saying here to this guy called Timothy is that you, your parent, your mother your grandmother didn't just have a faith, but then your mother shared that same faith, and your mother just didn't share the faith. You received the same faith. In other words, as we saw in the Old Testament, this faith, this legacy, has went from generation to generation. It wasn't just gone. Oh yeah, we observed this thing. I was going, you know, my parents believed it, and I made it real for my own life. And so, what that, so what there, that it's pretty awesome because it's saying that um, that's an awesome legacy. And you know what, you might go, you know what, my parents ha- haven't been to church. My grandparents don't go to church. But you know what, you can create the legacy where your kids will be in church, where your grandkids can be in church. And I believe that. Yeah, give God some praise that God can change a legacy. Fantastic. So, it says, uh, we've got to understand that um, just because your parents are a child of God, does not necessarily mean you are going to be a child of God. Hmm, very interesting. And so, what I love about this concept because when we read in John 1 John, it said that anyone who believes in Jesus basically that he came and cre- he created the world that came into the world for those of us that believe in Jesus, we will be children of God. That's the way it's it's going. I don't just attend church. I actually believe Jesus died for my life. That is how we become a child of God. And what's awesome about this is that there's no rank there's no, like, uh, it's an e- it's equal platform. So just because someone's been a Christian for 50 years doesn't mean it. Or if, and you just become a Christian tonight. It doesn't matter. We're all equally children of God. Yeah. And it's so crazy. It's, it's mind-boggling. God doesn't care about the, the, your pedigree, how long. Oh, well, my, my, my dad is a pastor. My grandfather's a pastor. God doesn't care about that. He just cares, are you a child of God or not? Yeah. And we, that's the thing that we got to understand. It, that we don't get concerned by what's happened before. we just got to understand, am I a child of God? Okay, who knows what my name is? Josh. Exactly. Joshua Philip Santos Stefano, right? Now, all we say Australian, Santo Stefano, right? That's my name. But why is my name Joshua Philip Santostefano? Because I had a father, Roberto Santostefano, right? And why is his name Roberto Santo Stefano? Because he had a father called Salvatore Santo Stefano. or Salvatore Santo Stefano, right? So my last name, Santo Stefano, because it was my father's last name, because it was my grandfather's last name, right? Who's, who's, is that most of us experience here? Yes. yes. But here's the thing. That might be our experience here on earth, but that's not the kingdom of God. That's not... Just because your grandparent is a child of God does not mean your, pa- your parents are a child of God. Just because your parents are a child of God does not mean you are a child of God. And we've got to understand, you've got to get... There's no secondhand faith. It's no second-hand opinion. Yes, you carry down your legacy from your, your earthly parents, but in the kingdom of heaven, there's only children. And so that's why God is not your grandfather. It's not like, well, because a lot of people live this life, they go, well, yeah, I've just grown up coming to church. I've just grown up coming to youth every sun, every Sunday. But just because your parents believe it, you've got to come to that realisation for yourself and believe and go, God, I don't want to be the grandchild of you because my parents believed and I've just grown up in it. No, 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 no. I want the heart transformation. I want a life shift where I've, I move from being... This fake Christian that's a grandchild to being a child of God that has full access to everything that God has for my life. Is that making sense in this place? Yeah. So maybe Daniel, if you can get us and the music team, if they want to come back, we're gonna we're gonna sing in a moment. But I believe right now across this place that we can we can choose today to go, you know what, I don't want to live this fake Christian life of having A grandfather God, where my parents are a child of God and I'm not living a true child of God experience. I believe tonight could be a night for you where you go, you know what? I want to be a child of God. I want to make the decision for me. I don't want to make the decision because it pleases my parents. I don't want to make a decision because it pleases my best friend. I want to make a decision because I want to become the child of God. I want to believe, as it said in John chapter 1, that I'll read it again. John chapter 1 said. But to all who believe him and accept him, he gave the right to become children of God. And if you believe Jesus and you accept Jesus, you have the right to become a child of God. And we, you'll often see this prayer. Um, can we just stand up across this place right now? Maybe the lights will get dimmed a bit as well. But we often at youth will see this prayer come up on the screen. And this prayer... A lot of people think this prayer is a ticket to heaven. So they go, I've prayed this prayer and now I've got a ticket to heaven. But can I tell you, it's not a ticket to heaven. It is the first step in response to Jesus. And that said, when you become children of God, you get reborn and a new life starts, right? A new, you, you go on a new spiritual journey. And this prayer is saying, you know what, it's not my ticket to heaven. It's a ticket to a new life. It's a, it's a, where you understand going. I'm a child of God. I have the kingdom of heaven's resource at my disposal. I I I I have a loving Father in heaven that wants to bless me. That wants to give me the Holy Spirit. So we're going to pray this prayer together. And I believe when we pray this prayer together, you this could be that moment where you go from being a. Uh, This fake Christian of a grandchild going, you know what, no, no. I receive a child of God. I receive a new life of Jesus. I receive what God has for my life. Is that cool? So one youth, let's pray this together. Dear Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God who died on the cross and rose again to forgive my sins. I ask that you forgive me. I give you my life and invite you to be my Lord and Saviour. Today, I am born again. I trust my future into your hands. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I am a child of God.